0: what's going on everyone welcome back to episode 54 of more wrestling's podcast i'm your host dylan morrison i am joined today by my co-host first time of 2022
1: how's it going zach great man i'm so happy to be back dude it's nice to uh have a little bit of more freedom and do what i need to do have some fun talk about some wrestling um you know it's it feels nice to be back
0: Yes. I mean, I'm sure you wiped the cobwebs off the mic and uh, you're ready to roll. We've got a state preview today. Uh, Of course, this is Tuesday night, the 22nd. We're a few days short of, uh, you know, getting, getting on the road and driving to Albany for the first time since the 2020 season. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, I bet the, I mean, I know the anticipation is pretty high. Obviously there's more wrestlers in each weight. Um, There's two more mats that this this tournament and uh, you know, we haven't had a, I mean, we had New York state tournament last year, the journeyman states in Pennsylvania, but we haven't had a tournament of this magnitude since 2020. And uh, I just know a lot of people are going to go just to, just to be watching wrestling. Right. We didn't have the Eastern States this year. We had a few tough tournaments that were, you know, showcasing a lot of the studs, but this tournament is going to be unreal.
1: Yeah, dude, I can't wait. Um, One of the coolest thing, one of the cool things that I saw when going through, doing the research, the brackets and the guys is to the casual fan, to the, to the dad or mom that are just here to watch wrestling, you know, maybe they got brackets in their hand to see who's wrestling, who's not the upsets from the seeding point, uh, point of view is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. The seeds, cause it's the way the seeding works in New York state previous years matter a lot and there's nothing to go off of <laughs> You know like there's nothing to go off them from, from last year because they're not they're obviously not using german states as a as a measuring stick although they should be um but there's gonna be a ton of seedings that's just not right there's guys who place a german top four who are a 15 seed or a 16 seed and it's like man this dude should not be a 16 seed in a bracket I've I've got a guy
0: I mean so for the listeners um zach kind of did a a preview, uh, he did more of the research for D1, I did more of the research for D2. Um, but I've got a guy in D2, I won't say what weight yet, but he took 6 at NHSCAs last year. And he is the 6 seed, so it's
1: kind of funny. Man. Yeah. Is, it, it's going to be wild, dude. There's going to be one seed and two seeds that lose first round, first match. Yeah. I'll bet, I'll bet the over-under at 4.5. That sounds about right. I mean, I
0: know I actually have two guys, two or three guys that kind of circled. I mean, I mean, I didn't really make predictions so to speak, Um, but there's two or three weights that have the two seed um, or some of them have the three seed as well, but definitely the two seed that I'm like, "Hmm, he could definitely fall to this guy. And it's another thing is a lot of people were like, well, this guy's undefeated. Um, Yeah. You're undefeated. That's great. But just because you're undefeated, you don't have competition points. I mean, there's guys that have two or three losses, but let's say they're 40 and three, um, three of their losses. Yeah. That's not great, whatever, but 40 losses or 40 wins. Let's say three of those are against sectional champs um, from different sections, right? When we went down to Windsor, you could see section four, you could see section five, section six, section eight, I think and 11 were there section two, of course, section 10, section three. I mean, there was just a lot of sections, right? And if you, in the semis, you knock off one guy. In the finals, you get knock off another guy. There's competition points left and right. So great to see people rewarded for having that tougher schedule and, and chasing them competition points. But there's there's a actually Sybil of Can- or Boulevard Richburg, right? Um, he is the seventh seed. I just did the uh, research. He, he's a seventh seed. He's forty eight and 0. And then Owen Duche, I know in D one, he's yep. I don't even know what he's is he 13
1: seed uh, no he is
0: 15 15 seed exactly so he's another one that you know runs right into the two seed which happens to be Casper Stewart right yeah
1: that's yeah, a yeah. Great.
0: we'll get into that but I mean that that's just what I'm saying like undefeated guys undefeated studs um some of them yes they're they're uh they're studs but some of them they're undefeated because they don't have those competition points but I mean they're they're gonna knock somebody off for sure but yeah, let's get into the previews. We'll start with Division One, one hundred two. Then we'll go to Division Two, one hundred two, and uh, we'll work our way back and forth all the way up to two eighty five.
1: So go yeah, ahead and starting D1. Us off, starting us off at one hundred two, uh, D one. You know the contenders are. You know I, so the way I the way I did it with my format. I have contenders. I have a couple dark horses or a dark horse, and then some little tidbits about about most weights, not every weight. Um, with one hundred two. You know, your number one seed, Ryan Ferrara. Number two seed, Luke Satriano. Um, I have Kiernan McGee from uh, Section 5. He, you know, he's a, I believe he placed at Journeyman last year. Yes, yeah, he took six at Journeyman last year. His only loss in this or his one loss in the season is to Ryan Ferrara, who is the number one seed. Um, to go with that, you know, Ferrara's only win in the bracket is McGee. Uh, he's got a couple. He's got a bunch of wins from D two qualifiers, um, and then his losses are to the number one, number two seeds in D two, between Florence and Noto. Um, so Ferrara, Satriano's right up there. He's got five wins on the board between um, Johnson and Merrill and Tornambie. Uh, he he looks. I love Ryan Ferrara, but looking at the results, it seems like Satriano might be the heavier favorite out of everybody
0: yeah when's the last time we saw valley central have a uh i mean not saying he's going to be a state champ, but when's the last time we saw them have you know a stud that let's say makes the finals i mean obviously back when we wrestled there was the Rugerellos. um yep. you know the, yep. the, the, the valley central actually was like the the top dog in section nine obviously now in monroe woodbury but i mean now mincing valley's taken over it's kind of interesting to see valley central i know they had a a few down years, but yeah, Satriano, twenty-five and zero, as a ninth grader, he's definitely the probably the favorite coming out of the bottom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he's got his probably the bigger win he's got is over Tornaby by major decision. So like it wasn't even a close match. And you know, that's the five seed in the bracket. As for returning guys, we have two state place finishers from Journeyman last year with Tornaby who took eighth and Kieran McGee who took sixth. Um another guy to mention is Frederick Pagan out of Fulton. He was a qualifier in 2020 at 99 pounds and he's back here again at 102. So, you know, he's the only guy here with experience in the arena. That's going to mean something, you know, uh, those of you who have never competed at currently MVP, but formerly of uh, times union, it, it's a big, you know, it's a big stage. It's bright lights, it's loud. You know, I, the, the experience there is going to make a big difference for a lot of people. I agree. So, one last point my dark horse now this is one of those guys it's gonna be like holy crap this dude's gonna light up this bracket and it's jason ukeda out of brentwood section 11 he is 35 he's 35 and one his one loss came super early in sectionals well his counties because section 11's with the call counties mm-hmm. um he avenged that loss and every single win this season 35 has been by bonus points it's
0: pretty impressive how was that match going when he lost?
1: I'm not... I don't... Obviously, unfortunately, I can't see, like, exactly how the match was going, but he did get pinned. Mm-hmm. He came back and pinned him later in the tournament, so um, it, I feel comfortable saying, based on the rest of his results, he probably... You know, there's a big war going on on the wrestling Twitter right now about the word caught, but, yeah. you know, it seems a little fluky to me, considering that kid's not qualified. And he's now here, having thirty-five bonus point wins coming into the state tournament as the eighteen seed. Don't get Shane Sparks started, dude.
0: He goes off. He does. <laughs> so uh, division, division two. I've got. I'll list the top four seeds. Uh, Darren Florence, section four. Carmine Calmary, section six. Gene Edwards, section three. Chris Noto, section five. Um, so Darren Florence comes in as the number one seed at twenty and zero. He's a returning journeyman state finalist. And I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but Florence and Noto are on a warpath this Saturday morning, and it's a rematch of the Windsor tournament where Florence won five to three. Uh, I was there at the Windsor tournament. That was a great match. Um, You know, I kind of thought back then, this is going to be, you know, a rematch, whether it's a state semi, state finals, obviously wherever they were going to line up. Um, But yeah, the bottom half, there are two guys who are seated lower that I think that could cause problems. So I guess you can say they're my dark horses um, in a way. At section two's, Gabe English at the 10 seed and Tommy Aello at the 11 seed out of section 11. Um, at 20 and 1, English's lone loss was to his brother, uh, Liam English, I believe. Um, though he doesn't have any big wins on the year, which might explain his seed, um, he is a returning fourth place finisher at the 2021 Journeyman State Tournament. Aello's only loss on the year is to. Uh, Shore Wadding Rivers Magnano, which had a season ending injury in January. Um, he's another one that I probably thought would have been contending for, you know, top four in the state when I saw him this year. But of course, he uh, he got injured just before the state duels. So he uh, was not able to wrestle. Um, the three seed Gene Edwards, he has 36 matches on the year. He has 30 wins by pin. So as a three seed out of Section 3, um, Section 3, you know, they put out a lot of tough guys, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not making predictions, but Edwards is obviously a guy to, to look out for. Um, but the the big match that I'm looking forward to is Noto versus Florence um, in the top half.
1: Yeah, and I got to give a shout out to Charlie Wiley. I believe I read that she was the first Section 9 women to, woman to win sectionals.
0: Yeah, uh, I believe I read that as well. She's out of Port Jarvis. Um, so, yeah, that's that's impressive. I, I think there's two or three girls um competing at the state tournament that are section uh that are girls and of course we just had the uh chautauqua lake had the intersectional tournament i don't know if they called it a state tournament as well out there in section six so uh yeah that's exciting girls wrestling i know there's gonna be a big push for it um this upcoming year what do you got in d1
1: 110 d1 110 all right so this way is kind of bonkers um I'll give my contenders, which are, man, Freddie, your returning state champion, from Journeyman, All right? Imanta, your returning state runner-up from Hopag Section Eleven. He was also third in 2020, so he's you know top three two years in a row. Um, Jason Quak, returning eighth from Journeyman. Sean Campbell, Journeyman fourth, and Travis Browning, who was Journeyman third from frontier in section six. So those are my, those are my five. Yeah. Five guys that I think have a legitimate shot at winning the state tournament. Um, Another guy who was a Journeyman seventh placer was Anthony Clem out of Wanta. Super tough. So we have the journeyman first, second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, and eighth from last year. Yeah. That's a deep weight. guy. Only one guy who plays a journeyman is not in this bracket.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a deep weight. Um, another guy. that – I mean, I was doing a little bit of research on this weight before I switched over to D two, but that's the 11 seed Angel Benegas of Uniondale out of Section eight. He's 31 and three. Um, without the top of looking at it at the top of my head, I thought he
1: had a, a few decent wins. But you know, those, all those guys I mentioned, and you know, that's not even including your three and four seed who are. Uh, I'm assuming it's Tommy McGaw You know how to say his name? Section three, Indian River. Uh, Tamo Gamal. Mogumau. Yeah. So Eden Collie from Baldwinsville, three and four seeds. Uh, they kind of beat each other up this year. Um, they both have wins over Talon Hubbard, who's the number one seed in Division two. Um, as well as Darren Eric, Dylan Eric, from Arlington. He was the state six that I that I mentioned was one of those seven guys in the bracket. Um, so those this bracket's gonna be crazy. There's a lot of guys in here that that are quality. Um, again, just one guy in this bracket who was in Albany two years ago, Clayton O'Connor, and I. You know, he wasn't even a part of the list that I mentioned, and he. You know, he's been here before. So, man, one ten's gonna be a fun weight class. Uh, I do believe it's probably gonna be a rematch of Journeyman finals last year with Manfredi and Monta, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Sean Campbell sneak in there or. Travis Browning, really. I really like Travis Browning out of Frontier. I think he's really tough. Um, yeah,
0: I watched him at Fargo. He uh, he was impressive. He's short little fire plug.
1: Yeah, and he's 28-1. You know, he's only got one loss in the season, so.
0: Yep, and I, I think was... it's up a weight, but I'm not positive. Um,
1: yeah, I believe it was to the... I looked at this up, and I don't remember who it was. I
0: thought it was at 118, but I could be wrong.
1: I believe it was a D2 five seed. No, that was the weight class up. I do believe it is, it is up at 118,
0: though. Uh, so, yeah, 110, D2, the top four seeds, Talon Hubbard of Section 3, Jaden Duncanson of Section 4, Andrew Spaulding of Section 5, Bryce Delapenta of Section 6. Um, at 32-2, and two, Hubbard has a win over Spaulding. His two losses are to Section 3, D1 guys. Uh, you just mentioned them, Callie and Gamow of Section 3. Oddly, Spaulding has a win over Gamow, um, you know, and Hubbard has a win over Spaulding. So the two seed, Duncanson has had a big year and he's helped Tioga a lot this year. Um, his losses are up to 118 where he started the season off. I mean, most of his losses are up there. I would have loved to seen Janet at the Windsor tournament where we've seen Spalding and Hubbard wrestle. And, you know, they're all three of them appear to be good size 110 pounders. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have at at that weight. Uh, of course, there's a few other guys that are, you know, notable to mention. I, I, I mentioned Liam English. He's a six seed. Um, up at five seed, I got Kenji Walters of Southwestern. Um, it looks like we could have a another Section Six quarterfinal match up there. Um, depending, we got Trevor Tufano of um, Port Jervis. He's the 13 seed at 27 and one. His only loss
1: is to Jaden at the state duels. Right, actually winning that match uh, 2-0 going into the third period and picked top, got reversed and then probably got cradled. Cradled, yes. Sir. Yeah, Jaden exactly. Duncanson
0: is a hammer with a cradle. Another one to mention real quick is uh, poor Jefferson out of section 11, Frank Diella. Uh, he's a seven seed, 31 and two. Um, you know, he's obviously a guy that Dunkinson could see in the quarterfinals.
1: Yeah, um, somebody else I want to mention, Caleb Cole out of Unitigo, the number 22 seed. He's the last possible seed. He's really good. He's 37 and two. He's from section four, so obviously, am a little biased here, but as a 22 seed, that's crazy from having watched him wrestle. I don't see how <laughs> he's a 22 seed. Obviously, it's from the points, but he's tough. He's really tough. Um, the other Wyatt sheets four... potentially. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the podium, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if any all three of the section four guys are on the podium. Um, Aiden Schufeld from Groton is also super tough. He's 20. He's got eight losses on the year, but I'm pretty sure they're all between Duncanson um, and Deacon Bailey from Tioga as well, who. Isn't mentioned because he didn't break the lineup, but he's got wins over guys in this bracket as well. <laughs> um, I should probably mention this as well. So the
0: other day I went to the greenhouse. Kali um, was there, Gamal was there, Hubbard was there. And another guy that was there was uh, Section Three's Trevor Waugh of Beaver River. Um, he's the ninth seed, 29 and six. I know he was wrestling at like 118 and 126 earlier this year uh, before going down to 110. Um, he is a senior. So i obviously- I mean, I saw him the other day. He's, he's a pretty big dude. At the ninth seed, you know, he potentially if he wins, uh he would have Hubbard, but obviously he can make a, a run in the backside as well. And that's what I got d D two. One
1: eighteen D one. Let's move on up. Did I move up already? Yeah, I did move up. Okay. So here we got let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five returning state place finishers between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um we got Matt Marlowe out of uh, Northport, Section 11. He's our number one seed. Christian Liviano out of Ward-Melville, Section 11 as well. Um, Michael Santori is super tough, too, out of Section 2. He's from Shaker. Um, and then I got Michael Adams from Wissinger-Farrell Catholic Schools. He's a state place finisher. He was fifth in 2020 and also fifth at Journeyman last year. Uh, those are my four tough – Those I don't want to say my four tough guys because they're all pretty tough guys, but those are my th- four guys who I – believe have the best shot at winning the tournament um you know i got two guys who let's see where are they in the bracket uh 11 from tottenville he's a 10 seed he was a state place finisher at journeyman last year um and then we got i can't I'm, dude it's so hard to say some of these names mm-hmm. tight from sage me east um let's see he is the 14 seed He's also a state place finisher from journeyman last year. Um, his only loss this year is to Christian Liviano who, or Melville tough kid. Yeah. He's super tough, super tough. Yeah. Um, he was fourth in 2020. I do not believe he competed at journeyman last year. Um, I mean, this is another weight class where a bunch of guys returning went to the States last year. Um, crumpler from section six. He's got a few wins on the board. Um, Joseph Clem, his brother, Anthony, we just talked about. He's also super good. Uh, one guy I want to bring up, this is probably a little biased, but Section 4 is Ryan Massengale. He's got some losses this year, but he also has a win over – a major decision win over Trevor Courtright, who was a journeyman place for last year. Uh, he did that at the Stack Championships a few weeks back. You know, he he may not be the name anybody looks at, but he, he can absolutely knock somebody off here and, get, and sneak out of that podium.
0: Yeah. Um Deep weight at 118 and D2 as well. We've got, I mean, it's probably one of the deepest weights with four returning New York State place finishers in 2020. Um, I think four, actually, there might be five. I was actually looking at the top part of the bracket, but you know, you might have seen Sylvester and De Jesus Remchuk as the one and two seeds before. Uh, the two have battled for the past few years with Sylvester winning in the New York State finals back in 2020. Remchuk avenged that loss last year in the Journeyman semis, uh, three to one and then the two met in the finals of the New York State dual Meet championships just one month ago in Onondaga. And Silvestri won that match 8-3. to Silvestri really controlled that match. I mean, you were yeah, there, right?
1: Yeah, I was I was actually Matt's side. I was doing the tables for the state finals. Um, Silvestri controlled the match start to finish. It wasn't super.
0: Yeah, it definitely frustrated uh, DeJesus Remchuk. I mean, I want to know if he can bounce back from that. Um, obviously, he can. Um, Silvestri is 35 and one winning the last 35 matches. His only loss comes to a D one guy at the beginning of the year. Um, the top part of the bracket, four seed Kirsch and fifth seed Jocelyn, both of section six are probably looking forward to, um, a rematch in the quarters as Kirsch is 40 and one Jocelyn is 41 and one both have losses to each other on the year. Uh, Patrick Grimsley of section three, he is 28 and two with both losses coming to three seed chase Nevels you know, that, that could spoil a second um, round matchup with, again, with the Goslin. Uh, the eight seed, Carl Santarello, section three, he is no stranger to the podium on Albany as well. He took six back in 2020. He entered as tournament only 14 and two. He missed most of December. I believe he, he got hurt in early December was out most of December and then was out most of January until he came back at the end of January. Um, but yeah, Kirsch took fourth in 2020, which makes three returning state place finishers on the top half alone. Uh, the bottom half, around a 16 match that we could see is Trevor Bishop of Section 2. He is 35-0 and 0 against Joey Florence of Section 4, who placed eighth in the tournament two years ago. Devins of Section 7 is isn't to be overlooked as well. Actually, guy that has a win over him is Chase Nevels. Uh, Nevels has a win over him, and we could also see Nevels versus Jazz Spaulding of Section 5 in the quarter's. That's a rematch at the Windsor tournament where Neville's won six to one. Uh, so, yeah, Neville's has a few wins over a few of the guys in the tournament, which puts him as the three seed. Uh, so, it's it would be kind of interesting to see Neville's make it to the semis, where he would see uh, Xavier Jesus Remchuk out of Section Five.
1: Yeah, and the you know one more guy that I just mentioned in D one was Trevor Cora. He's a journeyman place finisher last year, I believe he took fifth, possibly sixth. He's a sixteen seed here, so he's gonna run into Silvestri if he, assuming he gets through, um, Anthony Mirando first round, but state place finisher is a 16 seed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you're, you're looking at it. Joey Florence is a 7 seed, and obviously, I said he took eighth two years ago. Uh, we we know what Joey Florence can do. We already mentioned the the Section Six guys. Uh, you know, Joslin's 41 and one. I mean, these weights are just kind of loaded. Corroy, if he wins his first match, he's going to have Gianni Silvestri. Um, right. But you know that John Glenn kid that's 21 and three. Anthony Morando, he, uh, he's not to be overlooked as well. So that's another huge match, 17 versus 16 seed. You know, you would have thought it back in the day, not even back in the day, two years ago, three years ago, we had round of 16 match only. Now we have a lot more of these uh, round of 32 matches rather. But, yeah, it's going to make a lot, a lot more things interesting come Friday
1: morning. Absolutely. Um, moving to D1, 126, uh, this is where my bias is coming in. I'm sure yours as well. Uh, Tyler Ferrar, Shenango Forks, number one seed, returning state champ, uh, 2020 state runner-up. Question mark. Um, Brayden Farbach, number two seed from Mount Sinai. He's been in Division two the last few years. I believe he was behind Gianni and Xavier De Jesus Remchuk last uh, in 2020. Um, number three seed, Liam Carlin. We kind of just mentioned him. His he has a, he's got the big win over Gianni Silvestri. Uh, he's got a ton, an absolute crazy amount of wins over uh, state qualifiers. Um, his losses are to Tioga's Mason Welch, I believe Griffin LaPlante, and Gabriel Gross, Goss from... Brent Hills. Brent Hills, his teammate. Yep. So, his teammate, yeah. Um, he's super tough, number three seed. Isaiah Torres from Grand Street Campus. He's for, uh, from PSAL. He was a dream and seventh place finisher last year. Um, kind of snuck onto the podium at that 126 weight class last year was crazy. Um, so it was really good to see him get on there. Um, and then Fortungo from Byram Hills, his uh, him and Torres wrestled in the blood round last year in journeyman, and it was a one point, um, one point loss for for Fortungo. His only loss this year is to uh, Marchese from section three, who's the, I believe, the three seed at 32. Yep. Um, he's he's going to be he's going to be tough uh but that doesn't you know round out the weight class because you got a guy named Vincent Zaccardi i believe is a 19 seed who let to just double check that let's see yes he's 15 seed so Vincent Zaccardi from Kings Park section 11 is the 15 seed he was 8th in 2020 um his losses this year are is a 5-1 loss to max gallagher who as we all know is extremely tough um and an overtime loss by fall to Braden farbach who is your number two seed and they will be wrestling in the round of 16.
0: yeah Suffolk county guys are not gonna like that (laughs) i mean they're obviously their fan base is always big at the uh Times Union Center, and I'm sure it's going to be even bigger now that it's the MVP center and they have missed wrestling the last two years. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a wild, wild round of 16.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, you could, you realistically could see an Urban 2 seed lose in the round of 16, his first match.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably the first big one that we've gotten to uh, so far. Anything can happen in the other weights, but pinning a guy in overtime, Zicardi was right there with him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah. And it's so, kind of another
0: interesting thing. Mount Sinai, we've they're in D one. We've the last time we saw them, they were D two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's interesting to see Farbach. You know, there's always that argument, you know, D one's so much better than D two, you know, but Farbach's kind of saying, Screw your argument, you know. I I was D two for all these years. I was I was a stud in D two. Here I am, number two seed in D one. Like, you know, kind of shutting that shutting that argument right down. Listen, um,
0: I'm rolling with episode 16, actually episode 17, uh, of more wrestling's guest Tyler Ferrara all the way, New York State yeah, title.
1: Absolutely, you know he's. Um, I I I am excited to see how Torres does with him in the semis, assuming he gets through for Tognino, because for is super good. Obviously they had a one point nine to eight match in the blood round last year, so it was clearly lots of action. Um, that'll be your quarterfinal on. They're doing the yeah they're doing that Friday night, so. Um, well, I guess Friday afternoon, but that'll be a lot of fun. Um, somebody else to mention is Aiden Robles, Robles from Shenandoah. He actually has two wins over Liam Carlin this year, who's the number three seed. Um, that'll be a quarterfinal. So that's going to be a lot of fun to see kind of how that plays out.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit biased in uh, 126 as well, but. In a way, I'm biased. In a way, I'm looking at this as there's a clear favorite, 126 d uh, And that is, that's episode 40, uh, guest of more wrestling. That's Max Gallagher of section 11. He's a three time state place finisher who was a state finalist back in 2020. The top part of the bracket, considering the four seed of Trey Kim- Kimball of section three, he pinned uh, the five seed Sheer in the sectional semis. I would say he's a favorite to make the semis against Gallagher uh, just because he could possibly see uh, Shearer in the quarterfinals if they do, you know, make it there. Uh, bottom part, we will see a good round of 16 matchup with Section 5's Gavin Bob and Section 4's Mason Welch. Welch, a two-seed beat Bob in the finals of the New York State Dual Meet Championship 6-3, uh, though Welch has seven losses on the year. Uh, most of them, um, almost all of them are to Division One or out-of-state guys. He also has some impressive wins over D1 guys as well. Uh, the path to the finals might have to go through his own teammate, uh, his own Tioga teammate, that is, three uh, seed Tyler Rowe. Rowe spent the first half of the season all the way up to 38, where six of his nine losses came from. Um, my sleeper on the bottom bracket might have to be the Section Five winner Mason Drew, though. He's 44 and one out of Hornell. Um, he's the 11th seed, and uh, he might have what it takes to knock off the Tioga
1: guys. Yeah, he's really good. That'll be a uh, that'll be a fun fun thing to see play out with Rowe and Welch and Drew down there as well to kind of blow things up. Um, with the Bob and Welch match, you know, it was an interesting match. It was very, very well planned by Tayoga when they wrestled. Cause I don't know if you've seen Gavin Bob Russell, but he's kind of a kind of out there kind of guy. He likes to lock you up, try to throw you, create weird scrambles and make things happen. And Welch just didn't engage. He, he kind of stayed in really good position and just let Bob come to him and let the attacks come to him and finished easy, clean mat strats. So. I'm not sure I see that changing a whole lot. No. Just based on you know what I've seen especially with Welch, he's he's a calculated wrestler and he's gonna do what he can to to win.
0: I don't know if I was looking at the bracket doing these research stuff I did it two days ago or started to do it two days ago. I know since then um, we were all waiting for the 138 pound bracket in D1 and when that came out there's a few other ones that they switched. Um, I'm not positive if I'm looking at the old one or the the new one, but you know, if Welch does get by him, he's going to have Dylan Winchell of Warrensburg or Gavin Sierfelli uh, or Fella of uh, section six. So again, two guys that are pretty tough um, on his way to on his way to the semis where, like I said, he's either going to have possibly row or uh, let's see if Mason Drew's got what it takes. I mean, I, I think Drew is the 11th seed. Um, if he gets by his first guy, I, I mean, Cooper Reed is the uh, sixth seed of Central Valley. He's, he's thirty-seven and eight. I've seen Mason Drew wrestle for for years. Um, I, I got to think he's going to make a
1: run at the state tournament this year, this weekend. Yeah, no, I mean that's that makes a ton of sense. Yep. So moving into one thirty-two, D one. Um, this is going to sound like I'm I'm making an attack on a wrestler, but I'm not. The number one seed is Griffin Leplant. He's he's an eighth grader from star point his best win in the bracket is the 15 seed he's the number one seed and 90 percent of his points came from one guy him and uh michael schiffauer wrestled five times this year and they split three two and schiffauer is a state place finisher mm-hmm. so he earned 16 points three separate times which propelled him above alex booth um I'm not attacking Laplante because I I think he's a legitimate state championship threat, but the seeding that's that's crazy. You gotta there's got to be something else we could do. Maybe cap it at two wins over the same guy, because there, there's other situations where somebody um, actually I think it was at 126 Michael Santori, he wrestled the runner up in section two four times and beat him four times, and that's why he has the points to be the three seed, knocking Torres down to the four seed, who's a returning state place finisher. For
0: some reason, I thought there was a cap, but maybe it's just certain certain sections.
1: You yeah. Get so a cap. Section, the small sections, so like section four D one and section ten D one. Right. And then there's a bunch of D two sections that have it, but if you you can only beat their champions one time, and earn mm-hmm. their points one time. But any other section or any other qualifier, you beat them six times, you're getting their points six times.
0: Alex Booth is two seed. Um, you know, you have mentioned that. Then March, Marchez is the, uh, the three seed. Those two wrestled last year at the, the Journeyman States, but it would have been nice to see Starpoint wrestle Indian River at the uh, dual meet championships in Onondaga uh, last month. Griffin LaPlante went 138. He beat Brady Lynch 14 to 5. Booth was at 32 and pinned the Starpoint kid. I would have loved to see those two wrestle. I mean, that, that would have obviously solved everything. Absolutely. Um, if those two would have met then.
1: I mean, then boost the one.
0: Yeah, I mean, so. they could have seen each other at Windsor as well. Uh,
1: Griffin LaPlante was at 126 for Windsor. Yeah, I've seen a couple of guys have done that. They went down for a match or two and then came back up. Either A, I'm guessing, uh, a weight cut concern or...
0: Yeah, I mean, they both took third at Windsor as well. Griffin LaPlante beat Jackson, maybe, of Pennsylvania uh, for third. And then Booth beat his teammate, Manny Gonzalez, 5-1, to one, so... Yeah, another another one. Now Booth goes 32 that day, and then Griffin LaPlante's 26. So, you kind of can't catch him. But yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, I would love to see Alex Booth in the state finals. But again, he's he's got a few tough matches ahead of him. Lamorte is uh is no slouch, and then of course he's got to get over uh, Marchiez.
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention Lamorte, super tough out of Rocky Point. Um, the other guy I want to mention is Stephen Lucas out of Section 11. He's South Manor. He's the eight seed. Um, his only loss in the season is to LaMorte. Every other match he's wrestled, he's won by bonus. Yikes. So that eight and one match in the quarters between LaPlante and Lucas, um, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a good match. Lucas also placed at Journeyman last year. He took fifth. He made the semis. Um, I, I'm not going to be one bit shocked if Lucas knocks off LaPlante in the quarterfinals. Um. Again, it sounds like I'm attacking plant today, but I'm not. Super tough wrestler. Yes. Uh,
0: I mean, I he's just... got to get past uh, Tremel Matthews too, right? I mean, if, if Matthews yeah. wins his first match, I don't know if that Matthews – I mean, I think they might have split on the year, didn't
1: they? Um... Or or has
0: Leplant beat Matthews pretty close in the last few times? I know when I had uh, Matt O'Rourke on, he was talking about LaPlante's, um path to the state tournament would be through Tremel Matthews. Dylan Walker of Brentwood, thirty-seven and one. He's another one. He's out of Section Eleven, just one loss. So
1: bunch of there's a bunch of weights for Section Eleven guys. All three of them should or will compete for state place finishers. Like they're all right up there. Yep. All right, let's see here. So Griffin the Plants losses are to Aiden Jillings, Michael Schiffauer, which I've mentioned. They wrestled he, he's lost him twice. Uh, he's lost his ender. Kirsch and Mason Welch. So, no, he's not lost to Terrell Matthews. He's beaten Matthews one, two, two times. Hmm. Both of them were three times. And they were all relatively, they seemed competitive. You know, nothing was like out of the water. It looks like three points each time.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, LaPlante, that's actually the one that I was talking about with Mason Welch. Um, He he has a win over LaPlante, which the one seed is kind of a good win. Absolutely.
1: Um LaPlante does have a win over Liam Carlin. Two to one. Sudden victory. How do you score one point in sudden victory? Somebody must have been stolen. Yeah, that probably was a stall call. Uh yeah. Yeah, it was at Windsor. Man, that weight class at Windsor was nuts.
0: Yes, it was. Petretti of Stormwatering River was the fifth. Took fifth there. That's bizarre. Um yeah, let's get into one thirty two D two. Another deep weight of eight or more. Top half, number one seed, Nicholas Noto of Section 5. He comes in 30-1. and His lone loss comes to Division I stud, Casper Stewart. He has a win over two seed, Caden Bellis of Section 4. That was a match that was actually at the uh, Windsor as well. But eight seed, Trent Burchowski of Section 6. He comes in after placing second at sectionals, picking up a nice win over former state place finisher, Schiffauer of Iroquois. We just mentioned that. Uh, Schiffauer was a state place finisher. But yeah, he will have Tanner McKenna of Section 2. Uh, the winner of that could see Noto in the quarters. The other quarters has undefeated Joe Sprasio of Section 11. He's sitting at 30-0. and Sprasio's placed fourth at Albany back in 2019. Uh, the fifth seed, Petretti of Section 11, has wins over six-seed, Camper, and the two-seed at 126, Mason Welch. Uh, though if if he makes the quarters, he could face Sprasio. Uh, you know, section, section 11 for section 11. In the county finals, Sprasio is winning seven to nothing before he pinned Petretti. So I would have to imagine is probably looking ahead for a semifinal match with Nicholas Noto. Bottom half, Caden Bellis is a two seed. He has wins over a few guys in the bottom half of the bracket. He'll most likely face Colton Havens of section five in the quarters. He's a guy who he pinned at the New York State duels. Bellis also beat the number three seed Adam Gillings of Section six, four to three at the New York State Duels. Uh, the six seed of Section three, Tavian Camper, he got hot at sectionals. Uh, we, let's see if he can continue that run, you know, as he'll probably likely have a sectional quarterfinal rematch with Allers before maybe getting a shot at Gillings. So anything really can happen. Uh, I would have to imagine Bellis and Gillings are probably on a warpath for each other in the semis. Um, and, of course, Bellis, like I said, he, he won 4-3 to three over Gillings just really a month bad. ago.
1: Yeah, you were really... actually
0: at Matt's side for that one as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was there. They they competed hard. Um, I want to say Gillings had a pretty solid ride in the third period. Um, but, honestly, I didn't see a ton of opportunity to take the win from Bellis there. Um, I'm not sure where he closed. Like, obviously, it was 4-3. It wasn't, like, a controlled or crazy Um, dominant win or anything like that. But it did feel like Bellas had, you know, didn't really seem like he was in a bunch of threat to lose.
0: I kind of wish Brossi was on the other side of the bracket. Um, He will probably see, like I said, um, Petretti in the quarterfinals. A semifinal match with Noda would be nice. um, But, you know, I'm kind of wondering what he would be like if he was on the bottom half of the bracket. We saw, I mean, I don't know about you, but I saw Sean Riding River three times this year. Uh, I saw them at the Tioga tournament. I saw them at the Windsor tournament. And then I saw them at the state duels. So they obviously got around to the competition. I mean, they picked up competition points here and there around the state. Um, you know, if, if we saw Mattatuck travel north, um, it would have been nice to see him wrestle a few of these guys. Obviously, we would have seen Bellis at Tioga.
1: 138 D1. First thing I got to say, PJ Duke, you are ruining an amazing weight class. Like you, you are just taking this weight class. And just destroying how amazing this weight should be. That being said, P.J. Duke's probably your... I only have P.J. Duke listed as the contender. And that's probably selling Casper Stewart short, who obviously is very good. He's competed really well at the national level. Uh, he's bled around at Fargo freestyle. He took third in Greco. Uh, he's third in 2020 at States. Um, clearly a stud. Georgia Roujah, second in the state in 2020 um killian foy fourth in 2020 i believe he was a state finalist a couple years before that as well
0: 2019
1: state finalist four years ago crazy so we're talking about one two three state finalists former state finalists jordan brown state place finisher in 2020 jay sean holmes journeyman fifth placer uh owen dutch i can't say his name ever um i think we established he was a 15 seed uh journeyman eighth like so many state place finishers. Casper in Stewart, Fargo, All American. Yep, yep, six thirty Greco. Crazy. Um, and, and all that just to watch BJ Duke win another state title. <laughs> you know, and that you know, and maybe we're wrong. Maybe Casper Stewart goes out and throws a headlock and drops him on his forehead.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you never know. Obviously, <laughs> nothing's uh, impossible.
1: You know, that's why we. Yeah, exactly. If, if seeds and former accolades determine tournaments, we wouldn't need to wrestle. But, um. In all likelihood, PJ Duke will probably walk away with another state championship. Um, we mentioned Owen Deutsch. I'm going to say Deutsch. I feel like it's Deutsch. Deutsch. Uh, he is under- on the season uh, from section one. Journeyman eighth, like I mentioned. Um, another names to watch out for Colin Kaufner. He lost in the blood round at Journeyman last year. Tyler Rossini also mm-hmm. lost in the blood round. Um, it, this weight class is just nuts. Uh, round of 16, we're going to see um, Owen Deutsch and Casper Stewart two state place finishers In uh, all likelihood Stewart's probably going to pull it, pull that one out. But that's, that's a crazy round of 16 match.
0: I would have to do Actually beat Haycook last year at the state, the journeyman States in the blood round. So I was able to watch him. I watched him at the, actually, I watched him in the championship side of the bracket. I want to say he Steve pretty damn tough. Yeah,
1: so was, that, like-
0: that's kind of what impressed me. And then, you know, looking at it, he was one that I was kind of referring to before we started the show at 26 and Oh, He's obviously undefeated, um, but he's the 15th seed, seed. Again, this is a pretty damn deep weight class, but he's got what it takes to – I don't know if it if to get past Casper Stewart, but to make a run on the backside for sure.
1: Yeah, i he could take third, and nobody would bet an eye. No. You know what I mean? Um, he could also take seventh, and somebody would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like this weight class is just absolutely stacked with hammers. I mean, like yeah, I we said, don't yeah.
0: even have to wait Saturday morning for it either. I mean, these these right. quarterfinals, like the, this, the round of 16 is going to be nuts at a few of these, um, but the quarterfinals are going to be wild. I mean, sectional awesome. rematch, Jay Sean Holmes and Tyler Rossini. And then you go quarterfinal, the winner of that, probably against Casper Stewart. Um, yeah, sign me up. Let's uh, move over to D2, uh, 138 if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, top half, I've got round of 16 match that we can kind of, you know, it caught my eye. Probably other people could circle it as well. That's Drew McCumber of Section 4 versus Caleb Sweet of Section 5. Oddly, Sweet's two losses on the year were down to 132. Uh, he's wrestling 138 this weekend. Sweet has been a threat for years, and, you know, I'm sure he's waiting to break out in Albany. So the, the, the top seed of this way is Ryan Sweeney, 39-4. at Some people are – I mean, it's not really around the state, but there is kind of a buzz why – Ryan Sweeney's top seed. And then we got Jordan Soriano. He's the two seed out of Clark, 33 and one. His one loss comes to Jackson Polo this year, 10 to six. Um, so Soriano's down here at the two seed. He'll likely have Pierre Shelley of Pleasantville in the uh, round of 16. Um, a match that potentially could have another one that's around a 16 match that we can circle is Nate Merwin versus Dylan Petrie. Merwin out of section four is 30 and seven. Petrie is 32 and 11. Both of those guys were at the Windsor tournament as well. Moving up a little bit in the weight bottom half. Still we got David O'Neill. He'll probably have the, the winner of Trey, uh, Trey and Tupper and Owen Emick of Lansing. Um, you know, Trey and Tupper has been at the state tournament a few times already. I think, I think he's probably got what it takes to, to make a run um, to a podium. His brother placed top eight a few years ago. Um, he's one of my guys. So I've got to, I'm going to say good things about him. But, yeah, he's been working hard the last few weeks. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the podium. Uh, moving up, Case Cook, Section 3. I'll get into his brothers soon. Um, so, obviously, he's the brother of Six Cook. And then his other brothers, Lake and Cook and, and uh, Tanner Cook as well. They they are multiple-time state uh, place finishers at Albany. Um, moving up, we got Section 11's Craig Jablonski of Shore and Widing River. He's tough at five-seed. Um, he'll likely have a rematch with Kyle Barber of section 11 in the quarterfinals. But yeah, I, I would have to say the winner would take Sweeney. Um, but I mentioned Sweet and McCumber. The winner of them would have Sweeney. And I mean, I think Sweeney at, of Iroquois is probably going to make a run to the finals. Uh, I believe his coaches actually are uh, Chris Nevinger and Jimmy Clock, right?
1: Yeah. I actually, I wrestled Jimmy Clock Estates.
0: They obviously have a guy there in the light in the middle weights, right where they wrestled, and uh, he's got to be a threat. I'm sure he's a hammer on top it with a tilt. Maybe that's yeah, why he got uh, I
1: like Caleb Sweet here. Not that I, you know, not to call anything. I just I really I like him. I think he's tough. Um, I saw Seneca. He he actually got a win over my guy Zach Levy over the, last summer um, in freestyle. It was a little weird match, but you know he got the win there. So I do like yeah, him a lot.
0: I, I want to say he lost to. Uh, Lost to Alex Booth this year, and then he lost to Caden Bellis this year at four to two. So, I mean, some of his losses obviously are guys that aren't even in the weight. And like I said, they were down at one thirty two. But yeah, he's he's another one that I wouldn't overlook
1: um, coming out of Section Five. The seven seed Nate Merwin uh, definitely came. I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere at sectionals. He was a two seed, but he looked really good. At the sexual tournament, almost kind of like he's almost hit another gear. He actually won our MOW. So, keep an eye on him. Maybe not to beat Soriano or anything, but definitely make a nice little run on the backside.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, moving up. 145 Division one. Now, when it comes to individual matchups, this might be my favorite. At least my favorite hopeful matchups that we get. Um, I really want to see Jaden Scott, who's our number one seed from Rush Henrietta, wrestle Cameron Catchabone from williamsville north i think that match would be absolutely fireworks um that being said last year we all got ahead of ourselves and we thought we would see rocco kamalachi in the finals and he lost to angelo citroni in the semis so not gonna look past that matchup because that's gonna be really good too um kind of start over a little bit so scott citroni catchbone those are my three contenders. Um, jen scott obviously a multiple time state finalist angelo Satroni, journeyman state finalist 2020 state seventh cameron catcherbone's been in what what is he top five in the country right now um yeah he's 30... still still ranked at 132 oh that's true oh yeah he well he wrestled 132 this year at um power, power oh, yeah you know he
0: he's clearly he, just... he mentioned right after he wrestled there that he was not going to see 32 again
1: <laughs> okay that makes sense. I mean, yeah. He's...
0: I mean, I don't know if Willie Saylor's got the memo, but hey,
1: Willie, change your rankings. Facts. Thought some some brain you are. Anyways. Yeah. So he was third on section in Super Thirty Two this year. Uh, crazy run on the backside there. He was third at Journeyman last year. Uh, he was sixth in twenty twenty. He took third of the Powerade this year. You know, camera catch one's really freaking good. I'm really excited for those top three guys. Um, not taking anything away from these other guys, but I feel like this is kind of a three horse race. Um, getting into a couple of the other guys uh, Nolan Lice, I don't know if I'm saying that right from Penfield he actually has a win over Donovan Smith who's the number 2 seed in D2 uh, he also has a win over Daniel Parker who's here, I think they lost, that was an overtime match Daniel Parker's the 12 seed um, he's somebody I gotta I got to give a shout out to one of, my, one of my favorite guys in our section great kid from Ithaca, I really think he can make a good run I like where he landed in the bracket um, I'm excited to see where he can go But the one guy that makes absolutely no sense to me, he took fourth in journeyman last year. Frank Volpe from Hop Hog is the – He
0: was a guy that I had circled on the radar. You know, last year when we did our – I don't even know what we did. The recruiting top ten for each class. We didn't really get into the 10th graders last year, or maybe we got into the 11th graders for this year. And he was on the top 10 that we had. I think you and I both came up with that, um, you know, top 10 for the class of 2023. And yeah, he's a 20 seed at at 37 and two. Um, that's obviously not a great matchup for Luke Griner. Um, if I, you know, had to say, so Griner's 36 and three at the four seed from Insane Valley. Um, that's going to be a
1: fire round of 16 matchup. Absolutely. You know. I just can't get over the fact he's a 20 seed. Uh, a couple other guys who are really tough in this bracket. Anthony Canetta out of Section 8. Uh, got a tough, a lot of tough wins. Um, Christian Paredes out of Kenequat. I still don't think I'm saying that right. I am terrible with, with pronunciations today. Section 11, really good. Sean Deagle out of Iona Prep. Another really tough guy. Um, just keep your eyes on those guys right there. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Jackson Merrill out of Newburgh. He's been to overtime twice with Luke Greiner, who's your four seed. He's at nine. Um, yeah. listen.
0: I'm not going to say anything um, you know to jinx him or that he's at their caliber, uh, cold and hardy Messina. He put George Arujo on his back uh two years ago at the states. I think it was two years ago at the states. I mean, he might have had one swipe, two swipes. I don't really know what he had, but he was he he, he locks that cradle up it's It's night night. And uh, I don't know if it was locked up against George. But, yeah, he's – I'm not saying he's got a chance to let, even knock off William McMullen at the 18th seed, but he's pretty dangerous with that cradle. I, I thought I had to mention that.
1: I mean, anything that gets Cameron Cajabone against Jaden Scott faster, I'm cool with it. So, you know, if he knocks him off and then knocks off Centroni. And... Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> no offense Well, shut down my dreams, thanks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I really want to see Catch a Bone versus Scott. Uh, but, yeah, Scott, he's got two wins over Lice. Um, the last one that he had over him was more convincingly, but I want to say he beat Lice re- pretty close. I don't know if you mentioned it, but he beat him pretty close less than a month ago.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, one thing about Gene Scott, though, he likes to wrestle close matches. He he he
0: really opened it up against Lice last match. I mean Lice started at, at uh thirty and three, but um I, I don't know if you're gonna wanna wrestle a, a tough or a close match against Camp Catcherbone. You're not gonna be able to. <laughs> the uh Michigan commit Catcherbone versus the uh North Carolina commit, uh Jaden Scott, signed me up for it. I can't wait.
1: Same. I mean, don't get me wrong, Andrew Troni, he's very likely you know, we're sitting here talking about he's probably gonna knock off catchchamon considering he knocked off Rocco last year but you know it's just, I I need to see this match please you know Citroni I know you're not listening I hope you're not listening because we it sounds like we don't like you but we do we, we do. just
0: really like a, a different matchup as well but I don't want to get anybody uh offended especially especially those guys down there. Moving on to 145 Division II, these weights start to get funny. Uh, the last time we saw Jackson Polo in Albany, he took third down at 113. So, top half of the bracket. Another guy I consider a favorite, Jackson Polo, Section 8. He comes into the tournament 32-0. and uh, Over the summer, he had a good run in freestyle. He did not All-American in Fargo, but he had a good run out there, and then he was a Northeast Regionals champ as well. Uh, the U Penn commit seems to have jump levels and also found the weight room. Um, eight seed out of section six, Luke Tomlinson is 41 and one, his lone loss is to division one stud catcher bone. Uh, I think if he was in another spot of the bracket, perhaps down low, um, he he could find himself, you know, maybe in the finals, but yeah. So I don't think he's got what it takes to beat Polo. Um, Owen Hicks of section two is a four seed at 32 and one. He has uh, a wild win actually over the six seed Sander Miller, 15 to 14. Bottom half, we got Donovan Smith of Section 4. He's the two seed. He is likely to have Colin Clancy of Section 7 in the quarters, who
1: is the seven seed. Uh, Don't count my boy boy Ben Lloyd out. That's my boy. Ben Lloyd? Ben Lloyd. Alfred Allman. All right. 34-3. Well,
0: I'm not going to count him out, but I Mm -hmm. have to say Colin Clancy is, is a son. He is good. He's very good. Yeah. He, uh, he's a beast. Um, so as I mentioned, Colin Clancy is 34 and one, his lone loss comes to Donovan Smith this year, eight to two. Um, so if you're Donovan Smith, you gotta be feeling good about that. Uh, then the three seed six cook of section three, he'll have the winner of Joe Stimel of section 11 or Adam Huntington out of section six. Uh, cook has already beat Stimel. Actually, I think he has a, a win by pin over Stimel and he, and Smith has a win over Huntington as well. So, um, you you kind of want to think looking ahead. Um, Cook will likely have Sander Miller of Section One in the quarters. Uh, Miller just committed to Columbia. I actually watched him wrestle at the New York State Duels. He wrestles for Edgemont, so we saw of him. Um, and you know, Cooks six Cook wrestles a lot like his brother uh, Tanner Cook. I, I want to say that's going to be a semifinal match, Tanner or six Cook versus Donovan Smith, and that's kind of a funny matchup. You know, Donovan's kind of. You you know, Donovan's got that flowy style. He's a little bit flashy and all that. And, in, of course, Six Smith, he's going to let it rock, right? I don't know if you watched him at – well, you probably didn't get the chance to watch him at the New York State Duels. He was in that wow. corner match. He wrestled uh, and Wadding River and Candice Greenwood. And he was just – he looked like his brother Tanner. Like, if you literally look over there, he's got that same build, and uh, <laughs> minus, minus the tattoos. But, you know, a funny staffer this weight. Four years ago, I mentioned, um, you know, just two years ago, Jackson Polo was at 113. Four years ago, Jackson Polo beat Six Cook at 99 pounds for fifth place. So,
1: it's kind oh, of funny. I'm, I'm, I just need to reiterate, reiterate. Donovan Smith's winning a state title. It's a bias, of course, but. Sorry, you know Jackson. who's the top seed, right? Yeah. You know, he right. also lost to uh, another one of my guys last year in the States, right? Not that Donovan's my guy, but you know,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting it past him. But yeah, Jackson Polo's is obviously pretty damn good. But yeah,
1: yeah Jackson Polo's is very good. He's out. He was in the national rankings at one point. Um, super, I did super give
0: fun. Donovan Smith a more wrestling shirt. So maybe if he makes the state finals, he wears it. I don't know.
1: Maybe just, if he wears it, make the state finals.
0: If he if he wins the state finals, no. If he wears the shirt, he's oh. If he wears the shirt, for sure. I mean, that's an extra five points for sure. Nice.
1: all right (laughs) 152 d1 here we go um this is a guy we've talked about every year uh rocco kamalachi from hilton every year we say how's this dude not a state champion thinks he gets done i would have to say yes
0: but that's just my thought i mean rocco kamalachi he is a princeton commit he was a fargo all-american um he's the top seed timmy bova's the two seed um sitting at 49 and oh yeah he's had a great uh, year
1: bova's had a great year
0: he has too
1: i'm i'm not gonna lie he's, he's had a pretty damn good year he's beating good guys by a lot of points yeah and pinning them like he looks great man um and, and that's not to count out carson alberti uh who's i believe he was fifth in 2020 uh, he actually didn't place a journeyman last year. He he definitely had a tough return. he definitely had a tough tournament. Uh but that doesn't mean he wasn't up there with that caliber of guys. He actually lost to Donovan in the early round at Journeyman. Um a couple other guys, I mean this weight is this weight is absolutely stacked. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight returning state place finishers between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Um, all the way down to Alex giolani from Massapequa at the 13 seed he i mean 13 seed state place finisher 12 seed state place finisher yeah <laughs> this is nuts dude and you know that doesn't include my guy i gotta give him another shout out charles laux from corning um he actually got a win over jake hoffman at the freestyle state tournament this year in an absolutely insane match i talked about it a couple times on the podcast um that was nuts Um, he's got a 10 to four win over Gabe Lynch.
0: So, I mean, he's going to have Gabe Lynch off the bat and he beat him 10 to four at the the Windsor Christmas
1: tournament. So, yeah, you know, I I expect that match to be a little closer this time, but I mean, Charles kind of controlled it. So, um, I'm hoping for the same result. I know, I know IR guys listen to this a lot, um, a lot of respect for Gabe Lynch. Um, I actually, when, when the match came up the first time at Windsor, I did not expect it to be as, as controlling as it was. Uh, Ch- Charles looked really good that day hopefully he can reciprocate that going into Friday um, another guy I need to mention is Ben Rogers from Wanta he took third at journeyman and he's also been just annihilating people this year um, what is his record Ben Rogers is 43 and 3 43 and three, right so yeah. um, he, he is just he is wrecking people at 43 and 3 um, that being said I'm pretty sure Tim Bova Beat him up a little bit there, too. So,
0: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers knocks off Alberti,
1: the three seed in the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, I actually, that's I'm. I think that's I don't want to say a lock because Alberti's really good, but Rogers, Rogers, I think might be on another level. He's on that level with Rocco and Bova. I'm excited for that that Rogers Bova match in the semis if it happens.
0: Yeah, I I, I follow. Uh, I actually I got a f- buddies that I have that wrestling club down and Rogers. He trains with with Jackson Polo and Soriano and, and those guys down there. So I've got to be thinking, you know, he spent the last few weeks, um, you know, preparing for a state, state tournament, but, you know, getting past Alberti, he's going to have another shot at Bova. I don't I don't believe that Bova is getting stopped until the state finals, where Rocco Camalachi is going to hopefully get his first state title. 152 D2. I've seen 10 of these guys wrestle this year. Top seed Van Davian way of section 10. He gathered a lot of points by beating nine different guys that are competing at the state tournament. Five of them are in his weight class. Um, You know, obviously you need to take one match at a time, stay focused, you know, one match at a time, one day at a time, uh, for that matter. Um, And not overlook anybody, but I'm sure he sees Devons in Section 7 in the quarterfinals. Devins was up at 160 when both teams met at the Lacey Jones North Country Tournament um, at Indian River. Uh, Way won the tournament. Devons, I believe, took third um, but yeah, Wade was at 52, Devon's at 60. Um, I believe they switched the seeds up since the brackets drops on Monday or Sunday, rather uh, Mitch Geyser beat Braden Woodward at their qualifier. So Woodward is now the fifth seed and he will likely see Mason Rowley as section three. Rowley has three losses, one to Wade and two to other guys that are up in weight. He has not to be overlooked though. Uh, I do see that, you know, Mason Rowley wrestles pretty damn good positioning. Um, and Woodward likes to kind of be funky. So, it, honestly, it might be a, a harder matchup for Woodward than Rowley Will is going to be for Geyser, um, in just my opinion. And then we got Devin Bogey. He could be a tough draw for some people, but uh, the, the four-seed Geyser out of Alexander, Section 5, um, you know, he's ready to get back after Woodward. He's They split matches this year. I think they had four matches. Woodward won the first two. Geysers won the last two. Uh, he's ready for number five in the quarterfinals. Um, If Woodward makes it there. Uh, down yeah. low, Usman Duncanson is a two seed. Like his brother at 110, he has been an impact wrestler for Taiwo's lineup. At 40 and 2 this season, his two losses were to Division one guys. Uh, he has wins over Devins of Section 7 and McMillan of Section 4. He has a potential rematch with Kennedy in the quarters, Kennedy of Windsor, Section 4. Um, Kennedy at the 10 seed will likely have to get by Section 6 of Brady Heckathorn. Heckathorn was also runner up in a section, taking second to Dakota Mashkow. Uh, Mashell was sitting at a three seed with a perfect record, 32 and 0. Mashow placed fourth at the Journeyman States last year. He will have to get through a dangerous six seed, Noah Bernstein of Section 1. Uh, Bernstein is out of Edgemont. He's 23 and 20 and 3 this year. One of his losses is to weigh, and I believe two others are two division one guys not positive but yeah Bernstein he also plays at the journeyman state tournament last year taking sixth
1: yeah uh, so I got I did uh I reached out to somebody from the city that I um have spoken to who happens to be wrestling in this tournament uh just kind of asking for a, some PSAL shout outs because you know we don't get to see the city the city didn't get to see anybody else um so guys that kind of stuck out stick out for them that they think can go on a run and, and uh Devin Boogie was one of them at 31 and one from the Eagle Academy um I, I don't know much about him, but he got one of the shout outs from the guy from the city. So I've definitely heard his name a few times. Um, and I, you know, I,
0: it's hard to follow the PSAL guys, but I, I have seen his name. I don't know if I saw his name at freestyle stuff over the summer or, or what it was, but yeah, Devin bogey, uh, Devon bogey, Devon uh, bogey. He's not to be overlooked as well. So that top quarter or the quarter in the, the, uh, the top half between geyser Woodward and Rowley. Um, and then bogey that's that's actually it's pretty firewood um quarters if i had to say so
1: yeah absolutely i mean we'll, see it looks like woodward's gonna have a, a tough match right away right away yeah um i'm excited for that so yep. d1 160 um i'm gonna kind of keep it somewhat shorter than i have been but uh your contenders are rider zach Ryder, obviously state champion uh from Minnesink, and nick sanko from pittsford he was fourth in 2020 um i mean i don't know who on this list can be either of those guys um i have my dark horse another one of my guys i'm gonna keep being biased and you know i'm not gonna be ashamed of it ethan hart he's what is he 29 and 1 i believe and his one loss is to one of the best guys in the country and your friend carter bear yeah. um yeah he got a win over the number two seed, at 152 and d2 and Usman duncanson at windsor so I mean he he's definitely gonna be there with with all these guys. Um, Brady Unger, a genuine place finisher from Fairport. Um Yeah, there's only two former state place finishers in this tournament. Well, it's technically three, if you you know, but three former participants in Albany as well. So only three guys have ever been to the MVP arena. Riders yeah, I mean Sant-
0: I don't mean to be rude or anything, but this this is kind of a two horse race. Uh, Sanko and, and Ryder. Of course, Ryder beat Sanko at the state duels, but I think Sanko's going to have a closer matchup this time as well. Yeah. All you. All me. Uh, so 160 D2 going for state title number three. 34 and 0. Binghamton commit out of section 10 is on a mission, only making out of the first period once. And that is to the guy you just mentioned, Ethan Hart of Corning. Um, he has wins over the three seed Brady Boutiste by Tech Fall, as well as the fifth seed Mason McCombs by Tech Fall. Uh, McCombs at the fifth seed coming in at 31 to 10, but having close matches with Eight Aiden DeForest in section three will be looking for a section three rematch with the four seed, Evan Osterman in the round of 16. Osterman won both matches this year. Uh, besides a loss, the first weekend of the year at 172, Osterman has been on a roll. He's 38-1, uh, and one, and I think he happens to, uh, I think it happens to be McCombs and Osterman quarterfinals, which p- potentially is a good matchup. Um, But all signs point to Section 4 rematch between Emmett Wood, the two-seed, and Brady Batiste, the three-seed, down low. Uh, But, you know, a few people do have to say something about that. One of them is the six-seed Jack Forte of Clark. He's 29-4 and with four losses to Division I guys or out-of-state competition. Um, I don't rule out Forte just because he's from Clark High School. Uh, That's where the Sorianos are from. They obviously put out some some tough wrestlers, so uh, don't overlook him. Boutiste, though, he has some losses on the season to Duncanson, who was down at one thirty-two, 152. It's also losses to Bear and Wood. Um, but it has to be noted that Boutiste and Wood have split matches uh, this month already. I believe Wood beat him at sectionals, and then Boutiste beat him at the sectional qualifier. Uh, Wood's path back to a New York State podium after taking seventh in 2020 might be through Hart, who battled back to a true second-place finish at the Section 5 Super Sectionals. Uh, then the winner of PPO, of eleven or Brown of six, I wouldn't be surprised to see another showdown or showdown Saturday morning between Boutiste and Wood, though. Uh, yeah, but my
1: contender there is is uh, Bear for sure. Carter Bear. Next topic. Yep. One seventy-two. D one is Mikey Altimer, uh Fargo Place finisher. Dylan Shelf, Queensbury Section Two. Mac Mirtha, Saville Section Eleven. Elijah, and tell me if you've heard this name before, Diakama Hollis from Hilton. Brian Billick from Grand Island, Jake Sherbin from Spencerport. Um th- those are kind of the guys. Probably it's gonna be Mikey Altimer at the end of the night. Um one guy I wanted to, to kind of bring up and when I did my dark horses I kind of focused more so like you know, what's the lowest seed I think could could make a run. Um and maybe this is kind of a cop out of the seven seed. But Xander Arnold from Shingle Forks. He's made some huge improvements. Uh, he hit the weight room really well, and his is showing out. Uh, I think he can make a good run here. Um, maybe not to beat one of those top guys, but you know, maybe. maybe Ryan be-
0: Buffer at Burn Hills. I think he has a win over Emmett Wood. Of course, Emmett Wood was bumped up in weight for that. I believe because Emmett was at 52, but yeah, Buffers he's tough even at the 10 seat as well.
1: Yeah. So this is another one of those weights, and this is going to be a couple a little bit of the trend but only two the two of these guys have wrestled at Times Union. And only three, there's only three guys who have placed from 2020 or 2021.
0: Yeah, that's the trend that I'm going to see here in the upper weights in D2 as well. Uh so D2 172 up top, first round match that potentially could be good is Sean Kelly of section 3 and Landon Smith of section 7. They placed 2 and 3 at the North Country. A weight where the number one seed Adam Ortega of section three, one. Um, I honestly like the winner of that match to potentially upset the number four seed in the round of 16. Mastro Paolo of section eight, who was 31 and two, could give the four seed Reed Douglas of section two a match in the round of 16. Douglas sits 35 and two with both losses to Shell of Queensbury, who was D2. He was the uh, two seed at 172, D1. I mean, uh, like I mentioned though, with Smith, he's the 24 and three. He's a 13th seed with all three losses to the one seed, the two seed, and the five seed. Um, If he gets hot and finds himself in the quarterfinals against Douglas, that's a rematch where he lost 6-5 to back in January. Uh, Down low, another potential spoiler at this weight is 7th seed Ray Hutton of Section 2. He sits 35-3 and with one loss coming to D1Kid and the others coming from Ortega, and he has an overtime loss to Douglas at at these sectionals. Um, though Tavion Hoos is section six, he sits the 4th seed, 37 and four. I like the winner of the bottom quarter between uh uh Hutton. I I, th- I honestly think Ray Hutton, he's a seventh seed, and then uh Jordan Koenig, he's 37 and six out of Holland Patton. Uh, he's the two seed. I'm not saying uh Tavion Hoos doesn't have a chance, obviously, but um Ray Hutton has the seventh seed. Like you mentioned last at 172 D1, uh, this seventh seed, he's my dark horse.
1: 189, D1, Cole Maulhauser. next topic. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much it.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Uh, some of these guys do need, do need to be mentioned. Uh, Andrew Phillip from Menacing Valley, German 8th place finisher. Um, uh, my dark horse here, the nine seed, Jabalai Zoya. I, I would never pronounce that right if I tried a million years, but Section 11 from Longwood. He's undefeated on the year. Looks great. Um, I, I think he can make a nice run here. Obviously, he's the ninth seed, so he's going to run into Molhauser, but who knows? Maybe he'll end up third. Um, there's only two returning state-place finishers from 2020 or 2021, and that is Cole and Andrew Phillip. And only one person in this bracket has competed at Times Union Center. Can you guess who it was?
0: Cole Molhauser. Yes, it was. Your turn. Beat B- Sanko for third and fourth. <laughs> um, so, 189-D2, returning fourth-place finisher two, from two years ago, Gabe Monroe of Section 4. He's 34-1 and one with his lone loss coming to, you mentioned, Cole Mohauser. Uh of the 34 wins, he has 30 pins and one tech fall. Four of those come over a few of these guys in the bracket. Um, four, four of the guys in the bracket rather. A possible quarterfinal match that could lead to Monroe is Jared Bolinsky of Section Three versus Jarrett Thayer of Section Four. Thayer has a win over Blinsky one month ago, four to one. who who is 30 and five with four losses coming to guys who are wrestling at the tournament, he does have a win over his former teammate Ethan Randall, who was the three seed at this weight. Down low, uh, as I mentioned, Ethan Randall, Section Three. He's a three seed, thirty-three and one. His lone loss is to Bolinski. Um, this isn't his first rodeo in Albany, though. He he represented Section Three two years ago. Now that I mentioned uh, those tough wrestlers from Clark and Section Eight, Justin Soriano is a returning NHSCA All-American and is seated sixth at this tournament. So, if I had to make a prediction, I would have to say he is standing higher than sixth place on the podium come Saturday night. Uh, Lingell of section six he's 38 and one at the two seed and jaylen badillo at the seven seed is 24 and one uh both of those guys are also notable uh to mention as well
1: so justin soriano six seed. next topic
0: yeah i mean i i have got to to imagine it's gonna be him and Gabe monroe in the finals and i'm i'm here for it
1: yeah no i agree um I've seen Devin Beach wrestle quite a bit. I'm not sure he's he's going to beat Monroe, but he's, all, he's a nine seed. He's really tough from Spencer Vanette and Kander. Um Monroe just pinned him,
0: right? Yeah. I don't know what it was like before the pin, but, yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah, no, he's, just, he's just a tough wrestler. You know, I've watched him wrestle a few times. All right. Uh, up to 215, D1. Um, it seems like we're getting to that point where it's a bunch of next topics, but maybe this one's not because we do have a two seed who's a super 32-place finisher. Um Ethan Gallo from Innocent Valley, he was a runner up at Journeyman last year. He's on a warpath, he's undefeated. You know, he's just kind of beating everybody up. Um, Ryan Stein from Shaker, he's like I mentioned a 30 super thirty two place finisher. Um some weird a weird stat. Him and Darren and Sogner from Boston Spa, both from Section Two, have wrestled four times. And all four times the score was six to four Ryan Stein.
0: That is a weird stat.
1: Yeah, kind of creepy, to be honest. <laughs> um, Steven Burrell from New Rochelle. You mentioned him a little bit. Actually, you might have mentioned him before we started recording, but um, Section 1, undefeated. He was fifth at Journeyman last year. Um, he's he's going to be a tough guy. Um, John Sto- uh, Santowski, cannot talk, from Pittsburgh out of Section 5. He only has one loss on the season, and that's to Gallo. He has 23 pins and only two decisions over his 29 victories this year, and he's a seed.
0: Man, I That's- I wish I was thinking of uh, I don't know if it's even D one or D two. Um, listening back to the episode I did with Matt O'Rourke with the Section Six guys, we got a Section Six guy from Lockport, Kevin DeSag-Vitz. Uh He's six oh. and zero. Um, so yeah, yeah six but- and zero. He obviously had to get a waiver to to make it to the state tournament, I believe. Um, he—I don't know if he's a guy to keep my eye on, uh, eye out on, but uh, yeah, he definitely had a few guys that he mentioned for uh, section six. Their their upper weights are, are not to be overlooked as well. Yeah. Two fifteen division two. Uh, you know, again, we're kind of talking about next topic. Uh, in a way, this is in a way it's not. Um, but I'll get into why. Uh, Sam Sorensen, the NHSCA runner-up from last year. He was also a double champ last year, claiming the Journeyman New York State title and the Wyoming State title. He is forty-three and zero this year with thirty-three pins, um, so he's on a mission this year as well. Last year, we kind of talked about it; like he, he would win a lot of more closer matches. But uh, you know, he's a junior this year; he's starting to fill out, and he looks pretty good. He already has wins over two of the guys that we could see in the quarters that he could see in the quarters, as Logan Maricel of Section Two, who is the four seed at thirty and one. His lone blemish is the D1 stud Stein. So if Marcel gets past um, or gets through his quarters, um, him and Sorensen could match up in the semis. The dark horses at this weight are the Section 5 guys for sure, though. Trent Sybil, uh, he is 48-0. He is seeded seventh um, in a match between him and Dante Hoos of Section 6, who was the two seed, 38-1, and 1, would be a solid quarterfinal match. Hoos took six in Albany back two years ago, and we also cannot leave – can't leave out Casey Bixby of section three as a six seed and Garrett Bidwell of section four, who was the three seed. Bidwell has a loss to Sorensen on the year five to zero at the Windsor tournament.
1: How can we 48 and 0 and be a dark horse? You're undefeated, you ain't well, lost yet.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, the, that he's <laughs> like, the you're not wrong. He doesn't have looking at the uh, the spreadsheet, he doesn't have any wins over any guys that are in the tournament besides the guy he would have beat at sectionals.
1: 285. I don't well, he know. He does have
0: a one over Waverly guy. I, I take that back, but regardless, he doesn't have enough competition
1: points. Right. Um. I don't know if I've ever looked at a 285 pound weight class at States and said, man, that guy can win. That guy can win. That guy can win too. Oh, wow. That's good. That guy can win. And it's like at the same time, Charlie Tippett's is really good. He has pinned everyone except for Gannon Johnson and Tristan Hitchcock, who I'm sure you're going to get into in a minute, who's a one seed in D2. Um, both of those matches were double overtime, where he ended up putting them on their back. So, you know, uh, Tibbetts is definitely the favorite coming in. Uh, we also have Stephen Monterey from Middletown, Section 9, who has pinned everybody he's wrestled. Not a single person's lasted six minutes. Uh, Mark Barisha from Fox Lane has pinned everybody but two guys, and 12 of those, those pins have been under a minute. And then there's Gannon Johnson from Horseheads, who only four guys he's wrestled all year have made it out of the first period.
0: Would that be Charles Tibbetts, right?
1: Yeah, right, because he lost to Tibbetts and Windsor then, Finals, I think? Yeah, that was Windsor Finals. And then there was uh, another match, I believe, Windsor Semis, who was... No, I, I don't remember exactly which ones it was, but there's there's four guys that made it out of the first period.
0: Yeah, Middletown's got two guys at this weight. It's pretty impressive. They're both 10th graders as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: they got a 10th grader at heavyweight who's pinned two 10th every
0: single graders year. at heavyweight. Dude, they're going to be loaded for two years. I mean, that's, that's great tough. that both of these both of those guys qualified too.
1: Yeah, but see, the problem with that is when you think about dual mates, they can't use both of those guys. Yeah, true. <laughs> that sucks. Um, another guy I got to mention is uh, Jacob Maiorano. From Hewlett, he was a journeyman 5th place finisher. Um, Montreff placed a journeyman last year as well. Um, yeah, there, There is no dark horse. It's pin or be pinned. Pin or be pinned in this weight class. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun watching 285 pounds of D1 because it's going to be bananas.
0: This was the uh, weight that I was talking about with Section 6 though. Conrad Christen of Frontier Section 6. Number 1 seed, 33-1. and one. Um, yep. That's what I was having the brain for on last 5 minutes ago. But yeah, 285 D2, uh, the Hills of Warrensburg, New York section two, Tristan Hitchcock, the number one seed 43 and two with 29 pins and 11 forfeits, but 11 forfeits. That's probably because he scares away the competition. Um, I watched him for the first time this year at the New York state dual meet tournament. He's a pretty big human being. Um, he kind of looks, looks the part. He's kind of a scary looking dude. His two losses are D one guys. I believe he lost, like you mentioned, Charles Tibbetts, six to one in overtime. And then I believe he lost to Ethan Gallo two to zero or two to one. Pretty close. But he does have a win over the four seed Bushy of section seven. My match of the weight or match at this weight is probably in the quarterfinals. Nick Rogers, the seventh seed of section three. He's 32 and three with both losses to the 220-pound favorite uh, Sam Sorensen. He will have an undefeated Christian Solano of PSAL. He's 35 and L this year. Um, I don't know much about Solano as he's from PSAL. I don't know if your buddy messaged you and said good things about him as well, but I have a feeling whoever wins this match is going to make a deep run to the possible state finals.
1: Yeah, that was not one of the names that he mentioned, but clearly with a 33. I did ask him for breakouts though, so maybe he's thinking with a 33-0, and you're not really a breakout. That's, two-
0: that's a good point. Um but yeah, so I think honestly I think whoever wins that match will will go on. Um I believe Hill Hills from Waverly is the three seed still. Um so I think whoever wins that match is gonna go on to the state finals.
1: I gotta tell a quick story about Hills. He's a freshman at 285. five. Two years ago, he weighed three hundred and forty pounds.
0: Wow. And, and now he's
1: ninth grader, twenty six and one, three seed of the New York State championships.
0: Twenty six and one. I must've been looking at 21
1: to six. Sorry. 21 to six. I got it backwards. Uh, Dyslexia.
0: But yeah, no, he lost the Tibbets a few times this year. Um, he doesn't have any losses to guys in the weight that I noticed. Um, yeah. So I guess he can be overlooked, but Nick Rogers, the seventh seed, he, he moves pretty well for, for a, for a heavyweight, I would say. Um, he's, yeah, he's no, an athletic guy.
1: Uh, the weird thing also is so Hills, he's not, he's a ninth grader. So what, 14 years old. Yep. Um, doing roundoffs and looking athletic and doing real, you know, athleticism. It's a, It was, it was fun to see it practice the other day. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is cool. I'm um, excited. Yeah, him. Wish oh, him luck.
1: Especially hearing, you know, the weight loss and you know, everything he's, he's gone through. Like, it's pretty cool to, to see him moving the way he is. And, you know, now he's three seed. That's yeah, that's
0: say. a success story in itself for sure. Um, um Yeah, that's my, that's our kind of preview. Obviously, we we kind of kept it short a little bit. I mean, we did talk for like an hour and a half. Um, that's short. For yeah, that's that's kind of short for us. It's short, but I mean, for <laughs> trying to for listeners, obviously, we want to keep it somewhat short so uh, they can enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we hope to see you guys out in Albany. I did get Zach a more wrestling floor pass. So let's go. Yeah, I did it without you knowing. So that's that's pretty sweet. And uh, not sure
1: how much I will get to use it, but let's go. I'm looking forward to
0: uh, the, the picture. Um, section 6, Matt O'Rourke said, you know, get him and the arm drag guys and the CNY guys and the uh, Section 9 um, in New York Wrestling News. big media picture would be sweet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Last few shout-outs from the city. Uh, Devin Bogey we mentioned, Mitchell Barkis, Cameron Mayfield, and Jacob Levin from Tottenville. Um, big shout-out from one of your buddies. I'm not going to call him out here because just in case he left somebody out but Uh he said he said that those guys are gonna have a good shot to make a good breakout today or this weekend so shout out to those guys um i I wanted to make sure we mentioned that just because we haven't had a chance to see the city i want to mention that again so yeah um, they definitely need some shout outs down there big things from beat the streets
0: this this preview was kind of hard because again we didn't have the eastern states so we didn't see all these studs at one location like we normally do for the most part anyway. So yeah. Um, you got anything else to add?
1: Yeah. You know, um, the, the season was weird for me specifically just because, you know, my, my scenario, I know, you know, it. I'm not going to get into too much, but, um, I didn't get a chance to see a whole ton of high school wrestling the way I would like to, you know, where I would be traveling around as, as a high school coach, it's going to be weird this year as strictly a wrestling fan. Um, Up in the stands watching. Obviously, I have guys that I've coached throughout the last few years through my club and at Corning, and um, a couple of guys that I've I've coached this year that now as an as a volunteer. But it's gonna be a weird experience. But I'm kind of excited to sit back, relax, and just enjoy without the you know the over over stress of coaching. Um, Good luck to everybody competing. Safe drives. If you want to come say hi, I'll be up in the top top deck, mid middle row, middle. By uh, the D1 side, so feel free to come say hi.
0: I might bring some more wrestling shirts to uh, throw out and leave in random spots too, just for shits and giggles too. So
1: you just leave them up there with me, and everybody who wants one can come grab one.
0: Yeah, not a bad idea. I've, I've got like four or five that I'll I'll bring. So yeah, that's all I've got for episode 54. Um, if you made it this far, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, this was a, a longer episode, and I'm looking forward to Albany. I leave Thursday morning, and uh, yeah, it's one of the greatest weekends uh, on the calendar. So.
1: Go section four.
0: Go section 10. Woo. No, just kidding. Go to New York. See you. I mean, I still
1: say go section four. But yeah. Peace out. Right. Yeah.
0: Peace.